And a good February Saturday morning to you. want to wish uh, good luck today to those Alabama youths and uh, veterans who will be participating in that special waterfowl hunt. Good luck to you. Hope you get some ducks. Over there at the Biloxi Golf Coliseum, uh, it's kind of a boat show weekend over there. You can get some great deals, I'm told, on boats and accessories of all types and also got some great demonstrations going on. Might want to put that little uh, item on your agenda for the weekend. Also, we got lots of other items to talk about, outdoor calendar items, that is. And if you're wondering how we get them, folks, send them to me. And you can do that by going to my website at DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com and just look at the contact, Don. Send me a flyer or whatever information you can, the date, the time, the place, the location, and, if possible, a good contact number or email for people that want more information about that. Our bad boy, the outdoors feature, yeah, we always have one. This time it's a Desalemans man who admitted to multiple deer violations, and he's facing more than $4,000 in fines. That's coming up a little bit later. And we also got an announcement from Operation Game Thief, that program that initiates so many of these bad boy cases where anonymous informants uh, can collect money, actually get paid for uh, information that leads to the arrest of outdoor violators. We'll tell you about uh, how much money they gave out this last quarter. We're also going to hear from another organization called Hunt of a Lifetime. Dan Wilhite is going to join us, and, and he's going to make a plea for your help in making a trip of a lifetime possible for a Wisconsin teenager with cancer whose dream it is to come fish here in Louisiana. We'll give you the details on that. And we're going to be joined by Assistant Secretary of Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries, Patrick Banks. I get him to recap what went on at the last Gulf Coast Council meeting he attended and what that will mean to you. Plus, uh, we're going to congratulate a wonderful guy, our Bayou Wild TV chef, John Foltz. Uh, he was the winner of a prestigious Ella Brennan Award. We were there at the awards ceremony. You'll get to see some of that on an upcoming Bayou Wild TV show. But this morning, he's going to be with us to invite you to his boucheret. That is going to be next Saturday, and hope you can make it there. And also hope you can come see me later today. I'm at the Crew of Bilge Boat Parade. I will be serving as Grand Marshal, and I've got some goodies. I've got 3,000, you heard me right, 3,000 Deadly Dudley Terratail Lures, one of the fish catching us baits in Lake Pontchartrain, to throw to the crowd along the banks. It's in Slidell at Eden Isles, and it starts about noon. So I hope to see you out there. And in the meantime, you can text your messages to us at 870-870. It comes directly into the studio. Tell us who you are. Tell us what you're doing, questions, comments. And also, we've been asking you for the past couple of weeks, who would you like to see most appear on a future Bayou Wild TV episodes? I'm talking about celebrities, athletes, entertainers, someone who might be out of their element. And We've got an extensive list so far, and you can add to that. Also, your coastal marine forecast. I know a lot of you are going to be heading out there today. Uh, here's what you're looking at. About a 10% chance of rain along the Gulf Coast, not very much. Uh, south winds, 10 to 15 knots, 2 to 4-foot seas. Uh, the, the, for the inshore waters, interior lakes and bays, northwest wind at uh, 10, 5 to 10. Smooth conditions out there. Tomorrow, those uh, winds in the offshore waters will be southeast at 15 to 20, 3 to 5-foot seas. Uh, those 10 to 15 southeast winds will be on the interior lakes and bays, also expecting some smooth conditions. Here's the key to the fishing this weekend. Tide range, average tide range, 2.0. It is going to be rocking and rolling as far as water movement. And if you find the right places, uh, fish will be active. Mississippi River stage finally starting to fall, but it's still pretty high at 15. 
15 feet. Also going to recap my trip this week. I just got back uh, yesterday from Kansas. Uh, Irish Creek Outfitters took Smokey, my German short hair pointer, and uh, some family and friends and had a great pheasant hunt in Kansas. We'll tell you how that went. I'll tell you one thing. It's a lot warmer to be home. The chill factor on the second day was three, three degrees. Chilly weather, but a great time. All right, we'll be back to kick off our fishing reports, get to your text messages and all that stuff you and I love to talk about each and every Saturday morning right here on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And to find out if there are any speckled trout, redfish, sheephead, and drum and flounder to be caught, maybe some bass too now, down at Shell Beach, we talked to Robbie Campo at Campos Marina. Hey, Robbie, good morning. Good morning, Don. Uh, man, I tell you, it was a, it was a very, very slow week. Um, uh, not, not a whole bunch of fishermen out this week and not much fish caught. But what I will tell you is uh, uh, if you got somebody, if somebody's coming down here this morning, they want to come, you don't have to come early. Let the sun come up. The water is low. It's not as low as it was yesterday. Um, but if you want live shrimp, we are out. Uh, you have to stop over at uh, Bait Incorporated or uh, Friendly Fisherman on Paris. If you're coming in that way, pick up some live shrimp if you want some. They have some on hand still. Uh, give those guys uh, a little business there. They would appreciate it. Um, we we couldn't get them around the backside of the dam yesterday. The water was so low, just didn't want to chance it, uh, you know, we don't need a crab trap wrapped up in a prop or whatever, so we just called it yesterday and just stayed on this side of the dam, and there was no shrimp on this side of the dam. So with that said, all we're going to have here this morning is frozen two-pound packs of frozen shrimp. So with that said, if you're going fishing this morning, the water did come up from last night. We have a south wind blowing about five miles an hour down here right now, Don. Uh, I think... If you was going to go try to go fish today, by the dam on either side of it, the water was was cleaner than it was anywhere in the Mr. Go yesterday. Now, uh, I did have a friend of mine fish up at the wall, at the um, at the wall across up at Shellmet, um, I think it was Tuesday, and they did okay fishing trout up that way, but they were using um, they were using a soft soft plastic. And he said it was just a it was a, a just a, a cast and retrieve, and a low and a slow slow bite. It was he said man you had to let him take it to you know he said it was just a very very slow bite. Now the water temperature did come up. It was it's fifty some odd degree fifty six degrees this morning. So uh, water temperature is okay here at uh, Shell Beach. <clears throat> but if I was going fishing today, I would you know wanted to go just put some fish in the boat. I would have to go to the Long Rocks or either on each side of the dam because the sheephead was stacked up there. And, you know, I know they're paying the butt to clean, but it's it's definitely something to put in the box and, you know, think up the frying pan. So <clears throat> with that said, you know, uh, we just had a really, really, really slow week uh, around here, Don, and I, I just hope the conditions get better for next week. <laughs> it's just, you know... <laughs> It's just this time of the year, you know. I mean, uh, Captain Jonathan Sanchez fished the backside of the dam yesterday. Him, Mr. Glenn, they caught 16 trout, and they wound up catching some sheephead and some other stuff, and and making a making a day out of it. But again, it was it was if you're going out there, to, and the water is going to fall. So if you're going to go fool around around the Stump Lagoon area, 
know where you're going. If you're going to go out to Spoils Canal today, thinking that you're going to go run out to the rocks, go on to Spoils Canal, don't do it. Um, I would not take that route. I would go through through Bayer La Lutra and go through Bakers and go out that way, um, through Lake Elwha into uh, Lake Anastasio, then go over to the, to the Mr. Go. I would not go through that Spalls Canal. That water is very low on the other end. If you do this and you think you can, just make sure you have your CETO thing for <laughs> up because I promise you, you will use it. You're going to you be using it. You're going to keep Christian really busy today. Um, this is, you know, the water is extremely low, Don. I'm telling you, it's gonna, and it's falling. We've got a big tide. It's going to fall out. Uh, but, again, it's not as low as it was yesterday, but it is low. So keep this in mind, people. Don't, 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 whatever you think you would do in the summer, don't do it today. Today is not the day to do that. Um, and, and, uh, and I don't have a boat to come get you with today. I'm, yeah. out, I'm, well, out, you know, of a, Robbie, I'm out of a speed haul today. The thing about that small uh, bank canal with this time of year and with these kind of tides uh, it's very dangerous because, you know, if you get one boat, you might be able to get up on plane and kind of hang the middle of it. But if you get boats crossing, it just ain't enough room and enough water for two boats to pass, you know? No, no, it's it's not. It's not the safe route to take. Um, like I said, Absolutely. I'm giving you the safe route. You go through Bakers and you go through Half Moon, uh, you know, to Lake Elwha, to um, Lake, Anastas- uh, Lake Anastasia, and you cross over and go into the Mr. Gold. And if you want to fish the backside of the dam, you're going to have to make that run around. I would not try that Brady's Lagoon deal going right behind, you know, right off of Baker's Cut. Uh, it's just not, you know, the water's low. And if you go through there, I, I just don't want somebody to get stuck. It's, you know, if right. you don't know that route, like the back of your hand, I promise you, you're going to stay stuck. Um, take the deeper routes. Uh, you know, it, it it's just it's just not a really good idea to do that kind of stuff today so um um i wanted to tell you don the blood drive last week for lane with beach we just wanted to tell everybody thank you um that went very well they had 132 people donated at uh at at, at uh, st Catherine, siena and they had to turn some over to they had so many people that had to send some over to uh they had another blood drive going at lakeside i think it was no um one of those malls they had one. I think it might have been Lakeside. Um, mm-hmm. So it was probably over 150 people that donated blood for this gentleman, uh, Duck Hunter, who got shot down here a couple of weeks ago. And by the way, he is doing pretty good. He's still in a lot of pain, still in ICU, but he is doing very. He's doing as good as to be expected for what he's been going through. So. With that said, I want to thank everybody who went and donated. I went, and it was, oh, my God, my arm is still hurting. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good hurt, though. It's a good hurt. I'm so glad to hear that people turned out. That's great. That's great. Glad to hear that he's doing well, too. Absolute success. So, um, anyways, if you're coming out here this morning. uh, Get your shrimp. Get your shrimp. Don't drive all the way down for Robbie to tell you I got no live shrimp. Unless you want to fish frozen or artificials, that's no problem. That's not a problem. And they all catching a bunch of other stuff around here down with this water low. It's pulled all these bass out, these little trinasas, and, um, you know, you get fishing right on the edge of the channel here. Uh, they're all catching some bass. They're all catching some sheephead. They're all catching redfish. They're all catching 
catfish, the, the freshwater catfish, has seemed to be the new thing around here. Uh, and a lot of people fishing those those catfish. And I tell you what, Don, they are some good to eat. I'm, geez, West, man, they are good to eat. So, um, they are sweet. Come down here, hang a left at that bridge, and come on down and see us, and we'll be waiting on you. Sounds good, Robbie. Thanks again for all the good advice. We appreciate it. Okay, talk to you next Saturday, Don. Bye-bye. Yes, sir. Robbie Campo, Campos Marine in Shell Beach. Guy does a great job down there. <clears throat> two things very important, going to be low water conditions. Be careful where you're running down there, number one. And number two, uh, he does not have live shrimp, was not able to catch him. If you're strictly a live bait fisherman, uh, make a stop on your way down to the launch so you don't have to drive back up to get him. All right, we come back after this, going to tell you about those public comment meetings for speckled trout management. Got three of them coming up next week, and if you are concerned, and I know a lot of you are, I hear from you, and you've got a lot of suggestions and good ideas, the Wildlife and Fisheries wants to hear them. I'll tell you where and when to do that. Coming up next on The Outdoors with Don Dubuque. Ready? Okay, over in Biloxi, the Biloxi Boat Show is taking place this weekend. Hours today will be 10 a.m. till 8 p.m. tonight. Tomorrow, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. $10 for adults, kids 15 and under get in free. And if you're a military, bring your ID. You get an extra $2 off, a lot of special events, and, of course, a lot of boats, motors, trailers, and accessories to choose from. Great time of the year to get a great deal on a boat at the Biloxi Boat Show. All right, I've been telling you now for uh, several weeks, the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries here in Louisiana <clears throat> has found uh, through their assessment that speckled trout are overfish and are undergoing overfishing now, and that changes are necessary in order for the stock to recover. Uh, their opinion is that the 20% reduction in harvest, that's what they need for the stocks to recover to a safe level by 2025 or sooner. Now, that's the goal. The question is, how do we get there? And there are a lot of options. Uh, size limit can be raised. Uh, creel limits can be cut. Both can be done simultaneously. Uh, slot limits are a possibility. And way out there that, according to my opinion polls, nobody likes is closed seasons, seasons or closed areas temporarily. They are asking the public to come out to a series of public hearings and state your opinion and hear what they have to say first so that you'll have a, a better understanding of how bio, biology and management of, of saltwater species works. Uh, the commission, the Department of Wildlife Fisheries Commission, will make the final decision. They have already got recommendations from the biologists. You may recall we had Jason Adriance come on, and he explained the whole scenario. And uh, you will hear pretty much another uh, dissertation of what the situation is at these meetings, and then you'll be asked to comment. Then the commissioners, with looking at the public comment, will try to find a happy medium where they don't cut too deep to allow people to continue to fish, the last thing we want to do is, is stop the, the sport of, of, of fishing, especially speckled trout fishing in Louisiana, and not hurt the economy, but at the same time ensure that we have fish for the future. Here's the meeting dates and times. On Monday at the North Branch Library on West Park Avenue in Gray, this will be a 6 o'clock meeting. Uh, there will also be one at the Baton Rouge, Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries headquarters on Quail Drive, that one is scheduled for Wednesday evening at 6 and Thursday at the Lafayette Council Chambers at 705 West University Avenue in Lafayette. That's the three for this week. 
Uh, there are some others coming to Metairie, Slidell, Lake Charles, Alexandria, and Ruston. I'll cover those when we get a little closer to them. Or you can go to the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries website. They've made it very obvious. It's right there at the top of the home page, and it'll give you the speckled trout meeting dates and, and times and details of where to go. All right. Um, we also have a, a, an event coming up in Louisiana. Um, sorry I'm going to have to miss this, but I can't be in two places at once because I will be at the John Foltz Boucherie at White Oak Gardens next week. But the 15th Annual Eagle Expo is going to be taking place 13th through 15th of February in Morgan City. Uh, it's going to be at the Water and Nature Expo at Cajun Coast Welcome Center. This is the 15th year and you can learn and see they actually offer tours to go see Bald Eagle Nest. And uh, there's lots of, uh, it's almost like a festival atmosphere there. They give tours of uh, the Greenwood Gator, Alligator Farm. And uh, they have a lot of uh, booths and informational exhibits that you can take in. Again, it's going to be in Morgan City, 15th Annual Eagle Expo, February 13th through 15th. You might want to go to Cajun Coast website if you want to see a complete uh, listing of the dates and times when all these events take place. All right, we come back after this. It's text message time. Going to check out your text messages. If you'd like to shoot us one, it's 870-870. we got more fishing reports coming up, too, right here on The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. I also want to remind you, check out our website at dontheoutdoorsguy.com. And participate in our outdoor opinion poll. There's lots of things there. We've got recipes. You can listen to rebroadcasts of the program. But one of the things that we really like to put up there is some opinion polls. And find out what our listeners think, and uh, you fellow listeners, and you can check the, the results. So we have a question this month up. Looking back at the past and recent seasons, this is regard to waterfowl, in the lower Mississippi and central flyway states, what best describes how you rate the waterfowl situation? And we've got about... Six choices there, everything from an outstanding season to a crisis season. So uh, we'd love to get your vote, and we'll uh, announce the details of that at the end of the month. You can, you've can you got until February 29th to vote on that. All right, also got this notice in, and I want to remind people, because it is a popular place to fish, the Pearl River Turnaround, which is part of the Bogachita National Wildlife Refuge. It's right off of Interstate 59. Uh, it was closed uh, beginning on January 21st. Uh, they had some damage from the floods and they are replacing the boardwalks. But it's going to take some time, and it is not expected to reopen until July of 2020. They must be doing a lot more than just replacing a boardwalk. I'm not sure. But be advised, don't make the trip up there to the public uh, turnaround and fish that lake. It's a pretty good little pond, and it's absolutely free to fish. But uh, it's closed now till July of this year. We'll announce when it gets open. Hopefully it would get open sooner than that, and they'll let us know. All right, right after the station identification pause, it's text message time. We'd love to get text from you, and you can do it at 870-870. That's coming up right after we let our local stations tell you who they are and where they are along the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, we are uh, planning stages for Season 5 of Bayou Wild TV. Season 4 is currently running. And I tell you, we got a great program this week. It's all about Hunters for the Hungry, uh, featuring uh, San Francisco giant uh, great Will the Thrill Clark and Julie Grunewald from that organization. Uh, really makes you feel good about Hunters. Check it out. It's Bayou Wild TV. Go to BayouWildTV.com. You can find a local listing near you, or you can watch it on YouTube anytime, anywhere. All right, uh, one of the things we're doing is we're requesting uh, who our audience would like to see 
as far as athletes, celebrities, uh, who may have an interest or maybe not in hunting and fishing and get them on the show. Uh, we have done, uh, in addition to Will Clark, we've done Miss Louisiana. Big Frida was a hit. Uh, Chef John Foltz is uh, regular on the show. Amanda Shaw, the fiddling sensation. Uh, we've had Coach Paul Maneri. But we're looking to add more. And I've probably got a list that people have texted me, maybe 35 or 40. But if you've got one that you think you'd enjoy seeing with us on TV, Text that to us at 870-870. All right, let me get to this text board. Here's a <clears throat> excuse me. A good morning. I am going to have to live vicariously through you this morning as my job is interfering with my fishing again. Should be a great day to be on the water, as if such a thing did not exist, he says in parentheses. With the good tidal movement, right. Medium winds, right. Warming temperatures, right. Good luck to everyone who is blessed enough to be in the outdoors. That's from Smokey. Listening to us in Baton Rouge. Thanks, Smokey. Uh, here's a good morning. I'm driving the big rig to Florida. Glad to have you all along for the ride. Thanks for all you do. That's from Danny. Well, glad, thanks for the ride, Danny. Keep us with you wherever you're going. Uh, we have someone heading to Hopedale, and he wants to tell his buddy Gary good luck on his maiden voyage on the Fishmaster. Sound like somebody got a new boat. And here is Justin, <clears throat> who lives in the Gentilly Wildlife Refuge in, uh, in New Orleans. He said, the crows are ruling the skies. The possum family is big. I'll tell you what, I have gotten more people sending me pictures of possum. They're really active this time of the year. But not a duck to be seen. Okay, here's a, a celebrity that they like as a fishing point. Drew Carey. Oh, Drew Carey, how about him? Maybe we'll check into him. Uh, here's a question. Is it true that cranes are hunted in Texas? All right, before you get alarmed, this is not whooping crane or, you know, herons or anything along those lines what they hunt is the sandhill crane it is an actual game bird they are delicious uh, we really don't have much of a population in louisiana i guess sometimes along the southwest border coastal area they show up there but they are a gulf coast bird but primarily they're hunted in texas and uh, i've actually seen quite a few in oklahoma but uh, they do hunt them there but it's uh, not the same uh, they, they're actually uh, pretty good at flying and avoiding hunters. All right, here's another one. Hi, Don. Chris Burzai here, whom you don't ever call, listening in today to my favorite outdoors radio show of all time. Hope you're well. <laughs> well, thanks, Chris. But, you know, last time I checked my phone, it worked both ways. It both sent calls and received calls. So, anyway, for those of you who don't know Chris, Chris is, uh, was an, is an extensive outdoor writer. Uh, he kind of took a break from it. Uh, for a few years, uh, got sidetracked and doing other things, but Chris is back at it now, and he's very prolific now on uh, Facebook and the Internet. Uh, he wrote for Game and Fish, you know, Louisiana Sportsman Magazine. He was a regular columnist there and many other publications. He's a very good writer, and uh, we really need him because he's one of those guys that not only deals in the baits and bullets of it, he also deals in the issues. Good to hear from you, Chris, and, uh, yeah, I'll be making a call to you, my buddy. Uh, here's one that said they would like to see go to 14-inch limit on the speckled trout and a daily limit of 20. Um, that might work. You know, that's pretty close to – I'm not totally sold on a, a management program and a regulation change yet. But i got to tell you, uh, that is the one that I think might fly. Maybe not 20. They might have to go to 15 or 15 to 20. But that 14-inch uh, accomplishes a lot. You go two inches up on that size, you will leave – some fish in the water, and their goal is to leave 20%. And guess what? 
meat-wise, if you catch bigger fish, you don't need as many, do you? Here's one that says change the size and limit. Don't impose a season. I'm all about that with you. I don't want to see open and closed seasons. All right, we got more text messages if you like to shoot us one, 87870. But right after this timeout, we're going to check in with uh, Captain Kirk. Starship, no, not that Captain Kirk. This one's with Hackberry Rod and Gun. We'll be back with a report for you on the Calcasieu area right after this timeout. And that intro music tells us it's time to hear from Captain Kirk. Captain Kirk Stancil with Hackberry Rod and Gun over there in the Big Lake area. Captain Kirk, how's things over in Big Lake this morning? Well, it's we get a little rain shower right now. Oh, you got that 10%. <laughs> That's a spread out about the Gulf Coast. It, it's really light, <laughs> and it's only raining about ten percent. So, <laughs> but we are yeah. we're getting a little rain shower. It's cool, uh, not as cold as it was yesterday morning. I woke up; it was uh, frosty yesterday morning. We had yep. uh, a good heavy frost, and uh, but uh, and the tide was blown out yesterday. There was no water. Yeah, that's going to be a problem yeah. in a lot of areas. So y- y'all going to wait that rain out and head out? What's the plan? Yeah, I'm going to sit here. Uh, you know, the lodge is kind of – we're kind of closed down right now till 1st of March. Uh, we're doing a lot of maintenance and fixing up, cleaning up, getting ready for, the you know, the big season ahead. And uh, just uh, a little bit of fishing going on. It's mostly just uh, the guides going out on their own. You know, we, we'll go out. I was planning on going later this morning. When the water came back, because it's really low this morning, and uh, I have some uh, family down from up around the Panhandle of Texas. I'm gonna try to bring them out and get a redfish stretch their line. Uh, but I'm gonna, have to, I'm gonna probably wait till noonish till till that water comes back. Mm-hmm. That's a shame that you guys, when you fish for fun, you got to go on the worst days and the really good days. You got to pay customers. <laughs> well, that's all right. <laughs> it's okay. It's, yeah, you know, it's yeah. supposed to be a nice day according to the weather guessers. You know, it's a yes, it is weather wind. guessers. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's supposed to be. Boy, am I glad Martha's not wind. here to hear that. <laughs> You'd be in trouble if Martha was here. Her being a a, a meteorologist and all, but she's offshore fishing. <laughs> I mean, not yet, but she's probably getting ready to go. Uh, Kirk, ready. what okay. what is the what is the scuttlebutt over there in the southwest area about the changes in the trout regulations? What are people saying? You know, I'm hearing mixed reviews. I mean, some people are in shock, don't want it changed. Some people want the five fish limit. Uh, you know, I'm hearing mixed mixed feelings over here. I mean, because the fishing has been tough the last four or five years. And, uh, you know, we do need to rebuild our stocks without a doubt. Uh, but, man, I'd hate to see it go uh, – you know what they're talking about going to five fish. That that's one thing I would hate to see from a business standpoint. I think that's going to hurt business. I think it'll hurt uh, our industry. You know, overall, not just the charter industry, but the recreational industry in this state. Cause I agree. Are, we get a lot. Of, we get a lot of people from, uh, you know, from Texas because we're so close that come over here and fish. And uh, and it's because the, the limits are more liberal here. Right. So uh, that meeting, uh, I got conflicting information. Uh, the one over there by you in Lake Charles is scheduled for Wednesday, February 26th, and initially it said the Epps Memorial Library, but I also have Calcasieu Extension Office here. It, it uh, is. So it's I'm the LSU sure. Extension Office right there by Burton Coliseum. That's where it's going to be uh, okay. at 6 o'clock on the 26th. Yeah. All right. I'm sure you're going to be there. I plan on being there, yes. It's my son's yes, birthday, but I might have to miss his birthday for this one. 
Oh, well, the, the birthday's all day. The meeting's only for a few hours. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm sure there's, you know, I, you know, and I, you know, I hear these, you know, the CCA had their little uh, Facebook deal and talked about uh, how the people are going to be able to vote, you know, and, and these things. So I, I don't know, I, you know, and I don't know where CCA stands on this either. Uh, well, like you know, that's a, a stand. I don't think they have. I think they're waiting for the, you know, well, CCA as a rule will always take in favor of the resource. If it means tightening yeah. up, if they believe in the science and, and what the recommendation is right. for a new management program, they'll usually go with that. And they should because their name is Conservation Association. It's all about, exactly. you know, <laughs> keeping healthy stocks of the fish. Right. And, and one thing I've always been an advocate for is increasing the, the minimum size weight. I mean, I think 12 inches is too small. That's just my personal opinion. It's just that's a tiny fish. And, uh, yeah, and I think a lot of people agree with you on that. And the good news is if you look at the, the chart, uh, every inch you go up, you're going to leave a lot more fish in the water. And you know That's right. You know, there's going to be a mortality rate. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. going to be a mortality rate, no doubt. And uh, it, uh, I mean, because especially the live bait fishermen, they hook a lot of fish deep. Uh, the artificial guys won't, you know, won't uh, kill as many fish. But, uh, you know, it, the you know, the, the anglers, the fishermen, they just need to be, you know, careful when releasing their fish. That's all. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, you gave me a good suggestion. I'm going to invite David Cresson to come on at whatever time they decide they've taken a stance. It may be when all these public hearings are, are, are done and over with and, you know, they've gotten some more information and, and some more finite choices. Right now it's wide open on what they could do. But there may be yeah, reduced I mean, to like yeah. an A, B, C, or D. You might have to make a choice from one of four programs, and that will simplify it. Right. Yeah. And uh, so we're, it's just a wait-and-see game right now. And uh, But something does need to be done, Don. I, I'm yeah, well, it's, really it's so. the, the biology, the science is there, and the empirical evidence from the fishermen. You guys are out there every day. Uh, other people who go occasionally, everybody has noticed that it's just not as easy to catch as many trout as we did at one time. And that's not to say it won't come back, but, you know, they need You're a little correct. help right now. We need, a, we need to do that. Yeah, they do need some help. You know, and over here, you know, I'm in favor of, you know, like the estuary each estuary has its own needs its own management uh, exactly. because exactly. our fishery is different from from what you guys have over there without a doubt and uh yeah you know if you go to other states you know they they'll manage according to the estuaries and uh here we're having a lot of issues uh i think you know erosion is probably our biggest issue over here uh, mm-hmm. then it i mean because the ship channel levees are washing out, so we don't get pretty water anymore. Uh, you know, we've had all this rain uh, for the last four or five years that, that have hurt it. We had the freeze year before last. Uh, I mean, there's just a lot of dynamics, I think, that uh, that need to be looked at as well. And maybe and, you know, we all need to set our... Yeah. yeah, maybe we need to set our expectations a little bit lower, too, and be happy with fewer fish, uh, you know, and... Yeah. Over time, yeah. I mean, because you got to remember, yeah, it's subsistence. We eat them, but that's the bonus part. It's actually the pursuit of that's right. what recreational fishing is all about. Well, oh, Kirk, if somebody wants to pers- if somebody wants to pursue some fish with you in the coming months, uh, tell them how to get in touch with you. Yeah, and book a trip. Oh, and it uh, it's easy. Uh, we have a toll free number. It's eight 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 seven six two three three nine one. 
uh, web, website, Hackberry Rod and Gun. You have to spell out and.com. Uh, give us a call if you want to go fishing. We'll show you a good time for sure. And they'll put you up in a very nice lodge and also feed you very well in that big dining hall they got. That's right. <laughs> Been there and done it. <laughs> Kirk, thanks again uh, for your report. Uh, we'll catch up with you next time. Okay, Don. Good talking to you. Thank you. You have a great show. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. Kirk Stansel, Hackberry Rod and Gun. Coming up next, Daryl Carpenter gets our Grand Isle report. It's next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And we have Daryl Carpenter joining us now, realscreamers.com. And, Captain Daryl, let's start off with this. i got someone, uh, it sounds like they've got a bay boat, not a real big boat, but they want to try to hit some sheephead at the rigs, and they would like to know what's the closest rig from Bell Pass out of Fushon for sheephead fishing. Uh, I've fished some pretty close-in rigs there for mangrove snapper. Um, have you fished that way? I know mostly you go out of Grand Isle, but have you been to the rigs by Fushon, and how far out would be the closest one? Oh yeah, Don. The, the first one, the I guess the first one's out, or maybe a mile, mile, mile and a half. I mean, and and if it's you know, it depends on when he's going because we've got about a ten mile an hour southwest wind blowing. So I mean, it's going to kind of, you know, if that keeps on, it might get a little bit choppy for a small bay boat today. But I mean, you don't even have to go that far. You've got the rocks of Bell Pass. You've got the uh, the barges right there. If you go out to pass and hang a left, you know. So I mean, there's there's sheepheads and redfish around that right now. So. In fact, you might even see me over there today, because I mean we're going to have a little, we're going to have a little bit of a challenge today, man. That this last front blew this water out of here. I mean, it's the lowest I've seen it in a few years, and the you know, I mean, I'm waiting on my launch opportunities to show up to see where I'm a launch because I can tell you everything around here is just just really really low. Um, and then on top of it all, I mean, it, it, it's going to be a little bit of a challenge, I feel like, today because it made everything muddy, and we've got darn near a, a, a two-foot tide range today. So, you know, it's going to tell you to concentrate toward deep holes today to try to find your fish, especially unless you're fishing late this afternoon. But when you hit those deep holes, they're mainly in the canal, so you're going to have a two-foot tide raging through there. So being able to fish, it's going to be a little – like I said, it's a little bit of a head-scratcher this morning. I'm still trying to figure out where I'm going. Yep, it's uh, going to be a little tough, and everybody's reporting low water. Anytime you get north wind coupled with a two-foot tide this time of the year, you're going to have some uh, mud flats exposed, and you got to be very careful out there. You don't want to get stranded. Um, as far as uh, any offshore fishing, I heard from Martha yesterday. They went out looking for tuna, and they were the only boat that came back to Venice with any yellowfins, but it took a 245-mile trip to find them. What you hearing over your way? I uh, haven't really seen a whole lot of activity going offshore. Of course, you've got to remember the last couple of weeks, we've had probably some of the worst weather we've had all winter as far as constant winds blowing with no breaks in between. Um, so, I mean, down on this end, I just really haven't seen a whole lot of activity. There's not a whole lot of effort going forth. In fact, this week, this week, Don, was one of the few weeks I drove I drove up and down Highway 1 a couple of times, and I think it was twice this week uh, driving up and down Highway 1. I actually counted zero people fishing the side of the road. So, I mean, it was just – it was one of those weeks where the weather and, you know, the combination of the timing of everything just kind of kept people away. So there hadn't been a whole lot – I think all week long I may have seen five boats pass the house. So, I mean, there hadn't been a whole lot of people on the water. So there's no pressure on anything. Like I said, it's just trying to figure out these conditions today. Sound like I picked the right week to go hunt pheasants in Kansas. Daryl, if you'll give us a telephone number, I know the website's realscreamers.com. What's the phone number? The phone number is 
All right, hope you make the right decision. We'll find out next week when hey, we talk to you. Y'all enjoy yourself tomorrow. I sure wish I could be there. Uh, we're going to miss you. Take <laughs> care. All right, uh, coming up after the top of the hour break, uh, Gallo, Bayard, Lambert, that's the lineup for Fishing Reports, and we've also got a lot of special guests. Stick around.